Hi, how's it going, boys? All good? Welcome, everyone, to the Irish NFL show live Monday night. Uh, anything happened over the last day or so, boys? How are we doing? Good? Very good. Yeah, it's been um, as always. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, stop in the the NFL. We had uh, last night's drama that I think we'll come to uh, a little bit later on. But obviously, the tampering uh, period began uh, today, and uh, plenty to discuss with that. Brian, how's it going? I'm grand. I'm grand. As Connor said, today has already been a bit chaotic in terms of the amount of signings we've seen since four o'clock today, and. I suppose there was a few that have come come to fruition here's what we'd what been speculated during the week and obviously last night Brady's return which didn't come as a surprise but look at the NFL as, as Colin said many times it's a it's an all year round kind of game now despite the fact we're not seeing any matches there's always something to be to be discussing yeah let us know your thoughts folks obviously so so many different topics to talk about uh I guess just to start off the show, let's get everyone's thoughts uh, on this panel, just of the day that it's been so far. Uh, I'll just say one thing. Um, what the hell are Jacksonville doing? Is, is Doug Peterson having a laugh? There's people like congratulating them and stuff this evening. I, it feels like I've given my wee brother, who, like, who I haven't got, I haven't got like a six-year-old brother, or seven-year-old brother. I feel like I give him the PlayStation controller and he's playing Madden career mode. And he's got like a bit of like he's got like seventy million cap or whatever, and he's just taking the piss. So, Colin, uh, what's your thoughts today? Well, I suppose look for for Jacksonville. It's about trying to sh shore things up for Trevor Lawrence and and give him a couple of of weapons. I think you're always going to end up having to pay a premium if you're Jacksonville. That's the reality in terms of trying to attract people there. Although. Florida's state lack of a state tax uh, definitely helps in in that regard. I, I do think one of the things to bear in mind at, at this time of year is the headline figures that you're going to see when the contract details come out. It might not be quite the the deals that you, you're seeing. You're going to see the splash figures. So, say for uh, Christian Kirk, obviously, 84 million was what was being reported. It would appear out of that 84, 37 is uh, guaranteed and it's really in, in the first couple of years so obviously huge money but that's what happens at at this time of year um i i suppose you know there there are a couple of things that uh stand out the the mitchell trubitsky going to the steelers is you know a big one in terms of you know what were they going to do to replace big ben by all accounts, everything you know that they've been saying today is they're they're trying to do, um, you know, just just roll with it and see what's going to happen in a a year where I suppose they didn't feel that they were going to be in in the sweepstakes or didn't want to be in the sweepstakes to get uh, a, a Russell Wilson. What what were their options? They you know whether they feel that there's somebody in, in the first round or not. We don't have, I don't think, any of the contract details on Trubitsky as yet. I'm very interested to, to see exactly what that money looks like. I don't think it's going to be huge money, and it could well be that they see it as a bridge. But uh, I I think for them, they probably didn't, you know, see a realistic, you know, replacement for Big Ben there. 
they're maybe rolling the dice on Trubisky to see what can happen. I go back to, and we discussed it on the show maybe last week or the week before, Jerry Jones said that not having a succession plan after Troy Aikman cost them 10 years. Uh, could that be the the issue for the Steelers? It will be interesting because, you know, the, the Giants had a look, but I think that the price was too much for what they felt. Now, that tells you that Brian Dable feels that Trubisky has the talent, but he's not prepared to to commit to it. So I think the, the Steelers have a, a job on their hands, but look, they're getting a guy who is, you know, mobile in comparison uh, to the statuesque Big Ben that we've seen. And that, you know, a storied franchise. So it was always going to be one of the the interesting ones. And I suppose, look, they didn't have to give up anything to, to bring him in. One quarterback, Callum, hasn't mentioned Deshaun Watson. Uh, obviously, since we've last recorded, he's now being cleared essentially to get his trade. You know, obviously, the civil action is still to come. But it seems this evening that it's, it's the same to the Panthers. He's pulled the plug on a number of days. I don't think the Steelers were ever... In the picture, and this kind of goes back to the point Colin said last week, there wasn't a lot of options quarterback-wise this, this offseason in terms of where you go. For me today, it's about offensive line because we always talk about the quarterback league, but the offensive, league, offensive line, if you don't look after your quarterback, how long does it last? We've seen the Bengals today very quickly, and a lot of people have already saying they're, they're overpaying, but look, they know they've had a situation throughout the playoffs and in the Super Bowl where they've had to bring players in, and they brought two players in with a lot of experience. Karras to center from the Patriots has come in, it looked like he was going to get his payday. And uh, Alex Kappa, who's won a Super Bowl with the books, has come in. So it looks like they've got really big deals. But look, the Bengals are already trying to correct, correct the wrongs. I was trying to keep an eye on the draft in all this today. The Jags last week tagged Cam Robinson. Today they've taken in Brandon Sheriff from Washington. That to me means they're not going to go with an offensive line in the first round. It doesn't really make any sense. I think they'll be going for Hutchinson or Thibodeau. And then the Jets are four. They, again, thinking again for the draft league. Jets are four. They've gone offensive line today with a big splash, bringing in Tomlinson, who was really highly talented in terms of one of the bigger players available on the offensive line from the 49ers. So interesting to see what strategy they take early on in the draft because it looks like they've gone all in to try correct as many of their problems on the offensive line today. And I imagine there's going to be more big signings as, as the evening goes on. We are presented by Trust Gaming. You can check out TrustGaming.com for more information. We're also presented by Mini Arcade Systems, the biggest mini arcade system company in Ireland. And we're also presented by the College Football Classic, the Ireland's College Football Classic, Northwestern Nebraska, this August, the kickoff of American football in the world taking place in Dublin. Uh, look, let's let let's get into it. If you have any comments, search for us on YouTube, search an Irish NFL show, you can put the comments on. Fred Flunk is saying, even lads, Jesus. Uh, I need to buy a lottery ticket in Kirk Cousins' local centre. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Keith's getting comments in. Flinner's getting comments in. I will try and read them out as soon as possible, folks, in regards to that there. Uh, I wanna, I, I'll start off if you, want, if you want to bounce off this, lads. Jesse Jackson, um, five-year, $82 million, or sorry, $82.5 million deal from the Patriots to the Chargers. The Chargers now are starting to look scary. The AFC West is looking scary, and I, I just can't wait for week one at the minute. That includes $40 million guaranteed. Jesse Jackson in four seasons has got 25 interceptions. Jalen Ramsey only has 15 in seven seasons. Jesse Jackson averages more pass deflections per year uh, and has had a less than 50% completion rate on balls thrown in his coverage column. Um, 
the Chargers are, are, are going for it. I mean, they have to with the quarterbacks they're going up against, and obviously they've got a hell of a quarterback uh, with the pet, but with the potential there and Justin Herbert. But uh, what was your thoughts when you seen this Jesse Jackson news earlier on? Yeah, it's a really interesting one, I think. I have been a kind of admirer of the, the Chargers as much as one can be when they're in your division. But I like, I think Herbert is absolutely fantastic. I like a lot of the, the moves they have made. I'm really interested on the JC Jackson one because he is extraordinarily talented, right? You've outlined, you know, some of the stats there, Michael, but quarter or cornerbacks who've left Bill Belichick's system when they have been cornerbacks who he's either drafted or brought in as un, uh, undrafted free uh, agents, they, they've struggled a little bit. They haven't quite maybe reached the levels um, that, the, that they did under Belichick. So JC Jackson certainly has the ability to, you know, replicate that. I'm just interested to, to see if he can. I, I, I just wonder about the, the Chargers. They have, they've, they've, you know, Mike Williams, they extended, they brought in Mac. I, you know, I still think they have issues in terms of stopping the run. Obviously, you know, having the, the pass rushes there and, and having the, the cornerbacks is, is going to help. But I'm, I'm interested to see what they do in terms of looking to shore things up. I, you know, it's, they're certainly going all in. And I think, um, you know, Sam Monson rightly said, there's going to be all sorts of preseason predictions about the Chargers, uh, you know, winning the, the Super Bowl. It, it's going to be interesting. You know, this is a, a team that in, you know, 20, 2010, famously number one offense, number one defense, and they, they don't make the, the playoffs. Will that be, be the case? Can they, can they stay fit? If they stay fit and they play to their potential, Look, they should be, you know, there or thereabouts. But um, it's it's all about, you know, what you roll the dice a little bit uh, in in uh, free agency, and, and you see how it shakes out later on. But it's it's evident, even in the, never mind what's happened in the past week, the Russell Wilson situation. Four quarterbacks in the division. Okay, three that they have to go against, who are high quality. Arguably, it's the best division in football. Certainly, the best division when it comes to quarterback. And last year, defensively. The second they struggled and they struggled to stop the run. And um, if you listen to the ESPN uh, draft podcast, they clearly say that there's going to be a run on defensive tackles in the mid range of the, of the first round. And that's where the Chargers come into play. And I imagine that's what they're thinking. We, if we can get some signings in def- defensively and put a plan in place for next season, because, you know, like, like there's many a time last season when we felt the Chargers were going to go on a run. And every time it looked like they were ready to pounce, they kept falling flat because of their defense. And Herbert put up so many points. and just couldn't say it at times. Um, they've also brought it as Colin protocol. We uh, we had the joys of Adam Rank announcing that this, that uh, deal of Khalil Mack going over there. So look, I think they know they've got a really strong offense, and it's a case of trying to find the right players and fill the holes defensively to make sure that they can be competitive against it. It's going to be a very very good and very strong division come next season. Keep the comments coming in, folks. I'm just going to jump so boys, if there's different players, shout. Christian Kirk going to the Jaguars, so we're going to see him in London this year. Just, just, just the eighty-four million or up to eighty-four million dollar deal that makes him the third highest-paid wide receiver in the league. Column, um, couple of things. Can we get this guy's agent on the phone and get him just to hook up to our show now and just get him to put him in charge of everything? And if you're Devontae Adams and there's been talk all there's been talk all day today that he doesn't want to play under the tag. You must be looking at this and going, ha ha, happy days. 
Well, I imagine a lot of the wide receivers are are looking at it and kind of saying, you know, this uh, if that's if that's what Christian Kirk is getting, then I should be getting a whole lot more. And we had James Palmer on with us last night, and as James Palmer has said. It's rumored that the cap is going to go up 20% next year. It's rumored that the cap is going to go up 20% again the following year. I mean, that's huge increases. So I suppose that's that's the other thing that, you know, you're looking at it now and what might seem like, you know, an enormous deal now might be uh, a little easier to uh, an easier pill to swallow in a, in a few years if the cap has gone up significantly. The... I mean, this is this is the the reality of, of the league now in terms of wide receivers getting paid. We see uh, Cedric Wilson, another um, wide receiver who um, got de- decent decent money. So for I think Christian Kirk, it's an interesting one because if you look at him, he he's twenty five, but he I suppose they're banking on him being able to to take the the next step and to really elevate his game. And you would say that with um, Doug Pedersen, with uh, Trevor Lawrence, he certainly has um, an offensive-minded head coach and a QB who can make big plays. I think he's got two years, realistically. You know, that's where they, they have to get out after two years. So it'll, it'll be an interesting one. But I suppose for Jacksonville as well, part of it is they they want to get a buzz. They want to get some excitement because... They need to to fill seats in that in that stadium. When I ask the question is: Is he a number one receiver? Like, is he going to step in there with, with that kind of money? He should be declared as the number one receiver in the team. Like we saw Marty Cooper going to weekend. We probably come to that in a second. But when he was in Arizona, he didn't strike me. Obviously, D Hop was there, and he's the number one receiver. Last year, they they drafted more. He was really good. And Cork has had a very good season. But I don't think there's anyone genuinely out there. There's a few Cards fans. Who was the show? And I, d- I doubt they all would turn around and say he could step up to be the number one receiver. Look, he's been well taken care of. You know, players, did he really want to go and play in Jacksonville? I think that's the problem. So that's all set by a bit of a compensation package in terms of the salary they get. Do you think that, okay. rule, do you think that rules Juju out, Brian? Completely? Sure. I, I don't know what's happened with Juju because last year he was a free agent and no one really went for him. He was, I think he got a misconception of where he was. Where he was on the board in terms of what teams would think of him as a wide receiver, he went back to the Steelers on a very much a prove it type of deal. And didn't did he do a lot last season? I suppose you could argue Big Ben was struggling for large parts of the season, but he's out there and yeah, he, he still hasn't got a deal, you know. So it'd be interesting to see. The core one took me look, we knew he was gonna get paid, but I didn't think that's significant cash. But Economy's right, you know, maybe that money's gonna be offset in two years in terms of how the contract is constructed. Brian mentioned in their column, um, Amari Cooper going to the Bronx. Uh, first off, this Ezekiel Elliott deal for Dallas looks like it's going to haunt them. And I've seen so many tweets uh, over the last couple of days talking about 2023 and Sean Payton. And, you know, for a team like the Dallas Cowboys, the position they're currently in. But um, do, you, do you agree with what the Browns are doing? I think I think it's good. It gives Baker that one last big shot with his team. And looking at the Steelers today, you know, it's an interesting concept. I know we'll probably talk about Mitch next, but uh, it's an interesting move for the Browns. Yeah, well, it, it is obviously. Look, Mary Cooper is a, a very 
talented wide receiver. Um, but the the Cowboys seem to have gotten themselves obviously into all sorts of kind of cap issues. And uh, I think I, I saw a comment from uh, Keith and he was rightly mentioning that Collins, you know, they may have to release him rather than being able to, to find a, a trade partner. Amara, it, it is. It's a huge year now for for Baker. If he's, um, you know, he 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 will be there, I imagine, because I don't think that they're gonna um have the option of, of bringing somebody else in. But you know, it it didn't obviously work with uh, Odell. Jarvis Landry is now out, so they they bring in in Cooper. So you've got two out. You've brought Cooper in. Um, they we all had big expectations last year. Um, but it was pro- it was their their offense. They just couldn't ever really get it going. So um, Kevin Skavansky has a, a big job on the, on his hands there. I think Cooper was probably the most talented of the Cowboys wide receivers. I, I don't know if if CD they want CD obviously to to take the the step up. He has to to do that. You know, he it's a big step up that he has got to to make. I think Cooper is more of a WR one. So for the Browns, look, you swing, you got to do something, right? Because Baker's there, you've got the season coming up. Amari Cooper is a very good player. I think for the Browns in that respect, it makes sense to bring Cooper in. The question is, is Baker good enough to, you know, take them back to the playoffs and actually have a, a real go at the playoffs? Going back to last season with the Cowboys, I know they had a really successful season. They won the division. Okay, they got it down in the playoffs. But if, there was a lot of games where Cooper didn't get the looks that you'd expect for a foot for the number one wide receiver. And there was a lot of Cowboys fans, as we know, following the show and at the weekend, they were a bit disappointed with the trade. I think inevitably what it came down to was the fact that Browns were going to take the full 20 million of the contract onto their cap. And that's where the Cowboys are financially at the moment. They had no choice but to take it. And I think that's the reason why they are left only taking a, a fifth round pick. And, Look, you're going to swing up players in the fifth round. You don't know if they're going to come, come, you know, come out to be a great player. Look, it's the Baker Mayfield show, and as I said many a time early last season, where people were looking at him thinking I was mad. He's not the answer. He's never going to be the answer there. They need to move on from him. And I saw a report today that they were even in play for Deshaun Watson, and they were going to put Baker Mayfield in the deal. And I imagine they've already proposed that. It's probably been shut down because he doesn't want to go to Cleveland. It's a good move, and he's a good player, and he'll probably do well there with the right quarterback. Whether Baker Mayfield is the right quarterback is the real question. Yep, and thanks everyone watching, listening, uh, either Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, comments on Facebook and YouTube. We'll get your comments right out as soon as we can. We've got a couple of special guests coming up uh, in the show tonight as well. Uh, Brian, I, I don't have a point to make. I've actually got a new segment in the show, which I haven't told anybody about. So you may want to make your point on that. Uh, I've wanted to use my hero for a long time in the show. I think free agency. It's the, uh, the best one. <laughs> Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Do you reckon we could actually get Marty Whelan on this for the crack boys, or what, what do you think? Do you think he'd come on? Like, I'd say come on for the crack. If you right. keep putting that photograph on, I think he'd be in Well, I'm going to spin the wheel here, Brian, and you're first, so what, what's your point? Go for it. Um, no, before we came on the show this evening, I, I imagine it's a college, it was a college fan. He asked a question, which he was looking for a response. I don't think we went back, so probably the right time to, to discuss it. He's asking, is, uh, is it Mariota or Jimmy G that's the right player? For um, them, because they have no quarterback after last week's trade, and there was a bit of speculation they were going to go after Love from the Packers because he'd probably be up for, he's probably available now. For me, I'd probably say Jimmy G is the right man there as opposed to as Mariota. Mariota's 
he's kind of in Tennessee, and everybody thinks he's the best backup since sliced bread because he comes in, and he, he runs a few particular plays for the Raiders. But those plays that suit him quickly goes out of the game. He's another Jacoby Brissett in a sense. He comes in, runs a few plays, predominantly a run play as well. He's not shown the ball very often. I know he's had a few good games when he's come in, but for me, Jimmy G would be the better option there. And I know, as Colin rightly calls it, Jimmy has his flaws, but for the Colts are, Jimmy G has got teams to the playoffs, and ultimately that's where they need to be, and I think he'd be the better option in the long run to go to Indy. Colin, a uh, couple of tweets come out. I think it was actually, I don't know who this was, a few minutes before the show went live. Uh, the Colts approached the Texans, apparently about Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Colts were shot down immediately. Um who do you think would be under center for the Colts come week one? Well, I think this is what happens when billionaires make maybe emotional decisions. Obviously, it didn't work with, with Wentz, but I don't think it was all on Wentz. And, you know, they went, Frank Reich brought him in. But now what what they do, is Jimmy G really going to be that much of an upgrade over Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz was never the, the answer. Um, and they kind of, went and, and put all their eggs in in that basket and the problem is that they have a, a really good team there they need a, a qb but there is there's nobody else really out there as you said they they went and they asked about watson despite being um divisional rivals and despite all the baggage that he would have because they they're try, desperately trying to to do something if uh i think it, it probably is likely to to be jimmy g just because I, I think they'll they'll have to do something I, I don't think you can you know run it back with the um the guys that they have there on the the roster currently and you know they they have a a, a serious team they they have one of the the best running backs in the the league they have a serious offensive line they have a very good defense so I imagine this is going to be an idea where they're going to to want to to say perhaps they can scheme around Jimmy G, but I think they're it's you know essentially the you know the the nightclub is going to be closing the lights are coming on and basically they're going to be left with whatever's on the dance floor. The dance floor spinning on the dance floor. Uh, have Have you got a topic you want to talk about, or or do you mean the bounce in? I, I want to talk, talk about the Packers because we saw the Rogers deal last week. Then Devontae Adams was tagged, and we thought that was the end of it, and they'd move on. And I saw a list as long as your arm of players that they need to figure out come Wednesday's deadline because I think on eight o'clock our time Wednesday they have to be under the cap. So, and um, they start kind of making a, quite a few moves today. So not like free agency moves, but like Adams has come out and said he's not going to play on the, on, on the cap. I think he's just jollying for position early on in the in the Grand National before he gets his contract. But uh, Z Smith got released. Preston Smith was the man who got kept. And uh, Campbell got another massive contract, 50 million over five years. So they're already they're already playing playing silly buggers in terms of trying to find a way to get themselves ready for Wednesday. And uh, look, this is inevitable because the reality is the, quarter, the quarterback is consuming a significant amount of cash from the cap. So they're, they're going to have to move things around. I even saw today Mason Crosby potentially being being released at two million i mean you're not gonna get it probably i know he had his flaws last year as a kicker but boy and ours you're gonna find a better kicker in the league for for two million you know that's where it is there's desperate times ahead for the Packers, despite the team that they have absolutely um the thing that got me it was one of the first ones after work in in, in our time zone 
was Mr. Trubisky. Two year deal with the Steelers. Um it's 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 a really interesting deal. And I really want to watch what they say because it's the 14th of March. But I was surprised. I understand that there's not a lot of talent out there at the Minicom in terms of free agent quarterbacks and you need a quarterback for your team, you need a good quarterback, one you can rely on. Um if Mitch, like you know, it didn't work out in Chicago long term. Um, is Justin Fields a better option than the Mr. Vizquez said at the Jeff Ryan Bowl earlier on? It's an intriguing option, and yeah, we can sit here and we can say that Pittsburgh are going to draft someone. This draft this year is in no way like like obviously maybe somebody might come out of the draft and go, like, oh, they're fantastic, but there's there's no real standout. So if you're a Steelers fan, Colin, how do you feel because? It's it's been a very mixed reaction online tonight, and I personally don't really buy the Trubisky hype. Um, it, I don't know. I mean, look, I hope it works out for him because it's. I want that division to get you know obviously more competitive from a neutral standpoint, but it's just surprising. Yeah, I think that saying that the it's a it's a mixed reaction is being very kind. Uh, I think there are some uh, Steelers fans who'd like to to burn it down to the ground. But given you know the success that they've enjoyed and relative success under Mike Tomlin, but they haven't had a, a losing season. It's it's a tough one, right? Because as Andrew Brandt consistently says, the last time you want to be looking for a QB is when you need a QB. And they are they're they're in that situation, I suppose. And yeah, this is it's the you never know how players transition into the league. But the reality is is that everyone tells us this is not a particularly strong QB class. Everyone has flaws. Everyone has some sort of a, a project. Now it might well be right that we're talking about Mitch this evening, and in you know. What, what is it, six, seven weeks' time? It's less than 50, 50 days from the, the draft, certainly. You are realistically, they take somebody and in, say you take somebody in the first round, there's always the optimism, certainly until that player has been on the, the field at least uh, a while. But, you know, the Broncos had optimism around pa Paxton Lynch. When the, the Bears took uh, Trubitsky originally, there was, there was a lot of optimism. So it could be that, you know, they decide that maybe Malik Willis is going to be the, the future. They they draft him and they use Mitch Trubitsky as uh, kind of a, a bridge into bringing somebody in. I think it won't be until after the draft has played out that we really know where the, the Steelers are at and how committed they are to Mitch Trubisky. But look, this is the issue in the NFL. There are only 32 teams, but there are not 32 franchise quarterbacks. That's just the reality. I think it's a fair shout they might go after Kenny Piggott in the draft. He's in Pittsburgh. They use a lot of the facilities, the college team, that the, the Steelers have. I imagine they've already got a lot of looks at him, and it certainly strikes as a team that needs a quarterback, like it comes at a bridge quarterback now, to allow a rookie to come in and potentially give him a year, see how it goes, and or maybe early late in the season he gets an opportunity. Uh, yeah, it looks by all accounts the Giants were in for Trubisky, but the Giants are very much. I said to Colin last week, the Giants are going to remind me of where the Broncos were last year, quarterback position. You know, bring in quarterback to challenge Daniel Jones, and if he if he wins out, he wins out, and if he doesn't, it's the backup. But I believe one day will pull back slightly when you saw the money that was involved, which tells you that of 
why he thinks Brandon Money's been with him for the last year and second of all the other side of the coin was that Trubisky wanted to get assurances that he'd be playing immediately which he's already got from from Pittsburgh so look it's a big in a way it's a big drop off and there isn't a big drop off because we saw Big Ben towards the end of last season how how much he struggled and yet he still found a way to get them to the playoffs but he wasn't good last year but they're going from such a legend to Mitch Trubisky so I can't see it in a long-term plan Time will tell. Time will tell. I'm going to spin the wheel now, uh, Marty Whelan. This is it. This is the last one. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to talk about the biggest news of the last week. It's Tom Brady coming back. Now we're all we're all in disagreement here. I'm surprised at this happening, and I genuinely was reading Mike Florio's articles on Tuesday and Wednesday, thinking this guy's nuts. Like this is mad. He's not coming back. Yeah, yeah. I I was. I was surprised. It was me that replied under a status, oh my God, and like all the exclamation marks. I'm surprised it happened, but now I'm starting to think, was it a power play to try and get out? Did he want to get out? What happened with the Glazers? Why the hell was he in Manchester on Saturday night? And, uh, oh, well, this is good timing. Who are you? <laughs> he must have just watched the show, uh, wait for Brady and said, I'll join in. I tell you what, <laughs> we, anything, anything happening in the NFL? Something going we'll on? We'll give Mark like the first say here. Let, let me just let me just finish off two seconds. Um, I, I just think it's intriguing. Like, what really went down? I think we'll know someday what went down. Um, I still think he was retiring, and I go back to his performance in the latter half of the season while it was still very productive and a lot better than Mr. Biscay could probably do for the Steelers. I am intrigued to see how 44-year-old coming 45-year-old Tom Brady will play in the NFL. But for a neutral fan base, it's fantastic. It looks like it's going to be Brady against Mahomes in Munich. And by God, if we somehow get in, that's a bigger achievement than getting into the Super Bowl. Hi, Mark. Hi, gents. Been, been quiet. I mean, nothing ever goes on with the NFL, does it? But... Uh... Good to see Tom Brady back again. Thirty-nine days, guys. The 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 MLB. You had a longer football. absence than Tom Brady. Then I, I've probably <laughs> been gone just about as long as Tom Brady's been gone. But you know, he comes back, and I suddenly find my way out of the woodwork. I will say this: um, <laughs> I was thinking this the other week uh, before he came back. Is like that Bucks team has disappeared in no time at all because you had Ali Marpet suddenly retire. And you had obviously Jensen and Kappa, the this great interior offensive line, both up in free agency. And it's all well and good Brady coming back, and they franchise Chris Godwin, but they still need to find a replacement for Antonio Brown, obviously, that they didn't towards the end of last year. And now they're looking to replace in two-thirds their offensive line. Uh Marpet's staying retired, apparently, and Kappa has gone to the Bengals, who we all know needed offensive line help. So they've picked up Kappa and they've picked up Ted Karras. So they've gone a long way in that. What's the one thing Tom Brady doesn't like? Oh, that's right. Internal uh, pressure up the interior offensive line. So uh, me thinks that might be a bit of a focus for Tampa Bay during the rest of free agency. They, they, and, they've, uh, they've signed Will Hernandez to see who yeah. the They've signed a Giants offensive lineman, Brian. I yeah. think that strikes fear in every Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan's hearts. Just I said to a Bucs fan earlier. Tom Brady, Mark. It's good to see bad play get rewarded. But it isn't. Tom Brady, no, it's Tom Brady, no, no. No, he needs he needs a line, and uh, it's amazing to see him come back. Uh, isn't it great, guys? We had a whole couple of months not talking about Tom Brady, and we get to talk about him again. It's fantastic. This is like but, a week, um, and you're at the week, 
and the body pops up about five minutes before they're going to close the casket. This is what right, I feel. Michael, do you remember? Do you remember you keep bringing up the Paddy's Day a couple of years ago when Brady declared he was leaving the Patriots, and you're going, "Oh, it's the best Patrick's Day ever." I'm going to enjoy this Patrick's Day now. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm, well, I don't enjoy J.C. Jackson. Looks like he's going to the Chargers. Don't know if it's been announced, go, but go, go. Yeah, he's gone. There you go. That's not good news. Uh, but Brady coming back is good for the NFL. Some of the moves that have gone on are great. Yeah, Trubitsky to the Steelers, I just heard you talk about. Jesus. Uh, that's that's going to be... Well, Mark, Mark, you, you've been very quiet over the last week. Very, very quiet. And Colin, do you want to go next? Has anything happened over the last week? I mean, it's good to get a few quarterbacks around the league. But Colin, uh, Tom Brady back. Yeah, and nah. Try and find a way to put Russell Wilson in the last sentence for Mark. I, look, um... I'm I'm not surprised it's been talked about. Uh, there's been the asterisks ever since he he you know as has been said he never mentioned retirement in that statement. Um, I think Tom needs to have a, a bit of um, a persecution complex in order to be at his best. Um, we all remember those um, you know the we're still here the the Patriots remember that the poor put upon we're still here Patriots as if they were a plucky franchise who were up against the the world. World. Uh, I think possibly, you know, it's I, I, he's 45. We know what Tom Brady is. The, to me, it's boring. I, I don't, I, I genuinely don't get it. Like, he, he's back. We know what Tom Brady is. He, he is a very competitive. I talked about it. I have never seen a player with a, you know, who approaches the game in that way. But it's going to be the same Tom Brady that we see. I mean, Tom Brady essentially, I think, looked at it, you know, got got what he wanted out of it, got people to say nice things, got the persecution complex. Russell Wilson leaves. There's nobody. He's he's in a, like a, there's an absolute like like desert uh, of talent at the QE position in his division. There's nobody there, um, and and so why not come back and and make a, another run of it? But to me, you know, I'd I'd much prefer to be talking about splash plays and and exciting on field stuff rather than some sort of wwe um or hulk hogan or the undertaker or Shawn michaels or is back this is just ultimately you know may just make a decision tom but it's it's the it's it's tom brady's world and and we're all we're all living in it when he did um, announce whatever he announced last month, because Colin doesn't declare a retirement, he put out statements saying he was packing him in for a while. Um, people were saying, "Yes, yeah, the right time to go." He struggled all season. Yeah, second, they were second in the uh, draft. Or, sorry, the order, the playoffs. Tim struggled a lot of injuries last year. Five and five thousand three hundred yards, forty-three touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Previous season, four point six. Um, in terms of throwing yards, forty touchdowns. So he had a better season last year, and he was struggling. So I think he'll be fine next season, to be honest. I think he's, he'll come back even more motivated to come back and get the books back. And the reality is, like like Tom said, the division, the Falcons are, are in a rebuild. The Panthers, are, I don't know where the Panthers are. They're somewhere out there. Uh, they're going to have to Sean Watson, maybe. So that might spike things up a little bit. And uh, who am I missing? The Saints. They'll have to Sean Watson. So one of them, one of them in the division is getting the Sean Watson. Well, the Brian, Saints we, who have lost Breeze and now they've lost Peyton. Oh, that's a good pattern. Hold on, hold on. We, should we should be hoping the Saints get the Sean because then you can have the Sean in London against maybe the Bengals. But, yeah, potentially. That would be a great game. But the reality is, I'll drop a ton. I think the division is there for the Bucks. And even if they were to bring in a bridge quarterback this season, I felt that 
they'd be there for them. And then the reality is you get to the playoffs and you're swinging for two games potentially to be with a chance of going back to Super Bowl. So the Bucs have a legitimate chance. And to Mark's point, it's no surprise that Davis, the cornerback, has signed on today. Jensen is coming back very quickly. Um, so they'll have the bones of the same team next year. And uh, they'll probably have less distraction because Antonio Brown will be gone. So for me, it was, you know, when I said last week, I was hoping he'd come back because it makes a season more interesting and more storylines for us to discuss. Michael, I want to give you a moment, sorry, but just to say, do you know who loves this more than maybe me? But do you know who loves this more, more than anything? The TV networks. Look at the home games the Bucs have next year. I mean, they play the Rams at home. Chiefs. Brady versus Stafford. Brady versus Mahomes. Brady versus Rodgers again, which is a very rare occurrence. Obviously, it's only occurred three times historically. He goes to Levi's as well. Only the second yeah. time in his career. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, uh, it, and, he has, and he has Burrow. <laughs> Burrow as well. Oh, that's um, right. That's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, he has both Super Bowl participants. Like, it's unreal. I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm happy enough. I'm not, not hunting fault me at the minute. Everything's rosy. Uh, there's a couple of comments. Thanks everyone for the comments so far. Uh, Jerry McCarthy says, if Trubisky is the answer, what in God's name is the question? Uh, Darrell <laughs> Keith says, Brian, Baker or Baker, the New York Giants, Brian, you wouldn't take him. You would lead the Browns if you finally saw the one playoffs lost or lost the Chiefs by five. Yeah, no, 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 no. Go back and watch your show before we five week six. Brian Baker led the playoffs. The next pick thing didn't click over. Yeah, right, not right. Well, Daniel Jones, we trimmed the Giants. I wouldn't want Baker Mayfield. I'd rather run it back with Jones for your I don't think he's any better, but uh, I certainly wouldn't want Baker Mayfield. They're in an interesting division. Uh, uh, right, we're going to spin the wheel one last time here. That's right, Mark. Marty Whelan is now on the show. If Love anybody it. could see Love Mark's it. expression, he literally looked like a man that wanted <laughs> to go to bed. And uh, any, anywho, anywho, uh, there is some breaking news. Oh, it's good, good crowd. Uh, CJ Azuma tied in for the Bengals. Uh, three-year deal, twenty-four million dollars to the Jets. How are we feeling about that? Calm, go for it. Um, I, I mean, I suppose the, I hope he, his knee is okay. I think he got rushed back for the, the Super Bowl uh, again. Uh, another um, NFL WWE moment where he ripped off the, the knee brace and the, the crowd went wild, but uh, it felt a bit like um, Henry Shefflin in, in the Super Bowl. So uh, he, you know, he just, he did, I think he, he made a couple of catches, but he wasn't, he wasn't himself for, for the Bengals. It's been all about, you know, shoring up that O-line. I think for them, there will always, always um, be that, you know, image of uh, Chase with Ramsey on the ground and what could have been. So I, I think, they were uh, first out the, of the off the blocks today with the um, in the legal tampering period. They managed. Uh, I saw you know various uh, tweets about the quickness. The uh, they managed to get a deal done in whether it was 60, 90, or one hundred twenty seconds. Uh, they were um, shoring up that offline to keep Joe Burrow nice and uh, nice and safe. Um, just a quick one, Charges earlier, and we're talking about defense tackles and whether they can stop the run. You know, they've come in heavy on Jackson, where they've just signed Austin Johnson, who was a defensive tackle for the Giants, and probably one of the bright spots over the past two years. So, pretty much to what we discussed earlier, another player as part of this whole process to put this defense back together and make them very competitive within the division. So, uh, on the uh, the CJ one, 
it's a good signing, but the Jets have had many a good signing in the offseason and hasn't played out. So I'm more impressed with the one they got today, which was uh, Lakin Tomlinson coming in from the 49ers, who's a really, really solid offensive line player to get in, who will do a good job in terms of protecting the quarterback of the future for the Jets, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, Bengals, CJ was their spirit animal around yeah. the uh, Super Bowl time with that, you know, as you say, column the WWE move. But I mean, he was embodying the kind of the, the you know, the, the combination of the team. He's a key part, actually, really there as a, as a bailout uh, receiver for um, Joe Burrow, but also a very strong locker. He's a good two-way tight end. So it's a good pickup for the Jets. It's a loss for the Bengals. But, you know, on a personal level, he's going there to be missed by Zach Wilson high, going to be missed by him low, going to be missed by him by about five yards to the left and five yards to the right from time to time. So that's uh, disappointing for him because he won't catch as many passes. Um, it's also, I mean, look, there's literally so many deals happening, obviously, as we're live, as you see in the updates go in, some underrated ones going on. Um, look in the AFC East, I do regularly, as you might imagine, being a Patriots fan. But Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins uh, committing to their running back of the future in, in, in relation to Chase Edmonds, like that's interesting. Everyone was looking to see who is going to be the running back there because of the success they've had with the run game, obviously on his own offensive, offensive scheme in the 49ers. And you see Buffalo making corresponding moves. Obviously, Tim Settle now going there as DT. Everybody's got to watch their run games playing against the Dolphins this year. And the Bills were a bit weak uh, at times in the running game, although obviously overall a very, very strong defense. So um, fascinating to see the the moves. But nobody won the Super Bowl in March, guys. So there's plenty to go. The Rams did. Let's just end the show on this. Uh, Keith saying best and worst deals today. I'll go first. The best one, I think, is Hassel Reddick. Uh, I, I love it. I think the Eagles have got an absolute stud there, boys. The worst one? Oof, uh, right. Well, I guess if you're looking at finances, Kirk. What the, like, boys, this is like, I don't want to start bringing politicians, but this is Celtic Tiger sort of stuff, boys. I guess it's Bifo sort of stuff. Like, what's going on? Anyway, Colin, what's yours? Um, I I think um, I think the Bears have overpaid for Larry O. Um, I think yeah. given what they have given to him, I <clears> think that's a, a little bit uh, too too much. And you know, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Mike McDaniel um, bringing in as Mark has um, has talked about um, bringing Edmonds as as the the running back. He everything he does, right? Running backs are going to be key to what they want to do. Um, so I suppose in, in some ways I like that though. I'm, I, I always have concerns about, about paying running backs, but I, I, am intrigued to see what the Dolphins will look like and what he is able to do as a head coach. We know that as an X's and O's guy, he's absolutely phenomenal. I'm really interested to see how that, um, translates, uh, into being a, a head coach, uh, so that's uh, that's my thoughts at the moment. But there are so many, so many guys out there who have yet to to sign. Va Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, Alan Robinson, Chandler Jones. Uh, we talked about Zed Smith getting uh, released by by the Packers. There's there's a long way to go just yet. We saw on the very first day of free agency last year the Chiefs go very heavy 
um, having come off a, a Super Bowl defeat in terms of getting the offensive line corrected, and the Bengals have done the same tonight. That I suppose that's an impressive part for me. The fact that they they recognised very quickly they knew it was wrong, they knew it needed to be corrected. Now whether they've got value for what they've put in, we'll, we'll only see when the season comes around. But they've already brought in two very experienced players who've had deep playoff runs. And uh, for me, Evan Ingram, like he's gone to the Jags. You know, good luck with him. He is an absolute bust and um i'm sure he'll be a boston jacksonville because that's the player he is he can't catch a ball um yeah actually columns makes a great point <laughs> like, people that haven't signed is probably one of the most intriguing things about this but the best deals i mean it's easy to look at the big money and you can say that they've overpaid but the bucks absolutely need to secure ryan jensen they couldn't afford to lose him it's a big deal for a center but it was worthwhile Brian alluded to Lake and Tomlinson at the Jets. Great move, but it's a lot of money to commit to a guard. I mean, it's a was it 10.5 mil average? And then as well, the Chargers with JC Jackson, probably the premier corner available on the free agent market. It's a hell of a lot of money. 40 million guaranteed, 82 million deal. But you saw their defense last year, guys. Like, I mean, they absolutely needed to start putting some pieces together. And they're potentially they're they're really getting the number one shutdown corner there. Deals I hate, I mean. Trubitsky just generally playing football, probably I hate uh, to a large extent. But, um, but actually, I'll say uh, the cards and James Conner. I don't get it. Overpayment by a million miles, three-year deal for running back. Um, and he hasn't appeared anything like the running back he was in Pittsburgh um, in the last while. So I, I just think that's a, a, an appalling overpayment, to be honest with you. But it's a good thing I'm not an NFL coach or general manager. That's it. Uh, can I just, just a very yeah. quick point just before we go right what's interesting is in free agency right um it ha and Field Yates tweeted about this earlier about it have its perils but essentially um the big spenders generally you get a big bump uh 2016 the Giants uh were the big spenders they won f five additional games in comparison to previous year the Jags won seven in, in 2017 the Bears won seven in 2018 and, and so on but but it tends to be a one-year bump because the following year, the Giants lost eight, eight more games. The Jags lost five more games. So uh, teams who make a big, big splash in, in free agency uh, can very often it comes back to, to haunt them. So uh, definitely, you know, we're, we're all talking right now about these deals and the splash, but it is the devil is in the detail when it comes to the contracts. Absolutely. I just want to thank everyone that's commented tonight, uh, both on the live show and just also on Twitter all day. It's been great crack all day, uh, in the evening time, of course, checking out all the tweets and, and all the action. Can I also thank uh, Mark Hogan for his editing on some of the on, on the posts today? The, they've been fantastic and it's really helped our coverage. So thanks, million, Mark. And just for everyone that's interacted over the last few days, uh, to Clean for coming on. And that's it. That, that's it. So we're back, uh, I think, August the 27th, the Aviva. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, Mark, and I, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's Mark. Now, Mark, we'll so see you in August. And then um, for, Mark heard Kaleem was on and, and he had to come on. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we're back tomorrow night. Um, well, there, there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few more deals. There's the draft. There's the domestic game. Obviously, really big uh, kickoff yesterday uh, for it was great to see. 
um, you know, fully padded competitive football back across the the island and um, managed to, to get along to one of the games and definitely would encourage people to get along if you get the, the opportunity. And uh, as, as you, you say, Michael, we will have the college game uh, in Dublin in August. And we're back tomorrow night. I'm just joking. Can I just also say on that local game, uh, up the Cowboys. I never thought I'd say those words before, but they're my local team. So up the Cowboys. And congratulations to the Cowboys. They're, they live... Well, they're 10 miles from me. So until I start my own team here and become GM, that is my situation. Uh, that's it, lads. Eh? All good? All good? Yeah. Excellent. Smart. Yeah, all good? Excellent. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. We have got an extra special uh, additional interview tonight. Uh, Brian, would you like to introduce him? Well, he's, uh, we're speaking to the offensive line tonight and uh, how key it is because we say it's quarterback late, but without the offensive line, you don't get anywhere. And this guy is... Had some really good years with the with the uh, the Packers. He, I mean, he protected one of the best quarterbacks that ever played in the league before moving on to Carolina and playing in some big championship games. Um, Michael Wall, been on the show was previously, came back on to talk some Packers ahead of free agency starting, and I'm sure it's even he's keeping a keen eye on everything that's going on. So yeah, really good to have him back on the show. One night down, uh, another few to go, no doubt. Uh, I can't wait for tomorrow, boys. See you then. Ehoa. Okay, everyone. So, uh, free agency frenzy. It's just it's been a, it's been a mad, mad few days, lads. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers staying. Uh, going to talk about the Packers. Going to talk about the NFL now. Obviously, with our friend Michael Wall. Michael, it's it's fantastic to have you back on the show again. And you know, obviously, a guy like yourself has experienced so much in the league. On the week that it is, uh, a very, very warm welcome back into the Irish NFL show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a lot to talk about. Excited to see you guys again. Lots to to talk about, and look, we may as well kick off. Given your uh, the the Packers connections, obviously, uh, Tuesday, Aaron announces that um you know he's going to be be staying with the the Green Bay Packers. A little bit of conflicting reports as to the con- as to the contract, and that that's all to be sorted out. But I suppose just in terms of the it. From the outside, it wasn't, you know, a huge surprise, I would say. It always felt right. he was going back there. But until it's confirmed, it's not confirmed. But as somebody, you know, with such, you know, um, ties to to the Packers, what are your thoughts about um, Rodgers coming back, but also, obviously, the franchise tag of Devonta Adams? Well, I think on the on the first thing, I agree with you that it, it seemed like an inevitable conclusion. Um, apparently, there there's there was a real thought to whether or not we are going, we're, he's going to retire. Like that was actually a real consideration. Um, I think maybe different than other years when I, you know, last year it actually seemed that he was angry with the organization. And so now you start, you maybe do start talking about, go, am I going to go to Pittsburgh? Am I going to go to Denver? But it seemed with this, this season, the way things went, the, the relationships I think that he fostered uh, or, or improved on with, with Goody and, and with the, the rest of Russ and the rest of the guys in the head office, it really did seem like, it's, am I going to not play at all? Or am I going to play for Green Bay? And um, every, obviously, everybody's really happy they made that decision. If you look at it from, you know, his importance to the city, his importance to the organization, you know, Aaron Rodgers is responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars in other players' contracts, in coaches' contracts. You see some of his coaches getting promoted to other teams, whether it's head coach, offensive coordinator. He is probably the most responsible person in Green Bay, Wisconsin, for all of that success. And I don't think it's lost on anyone. So. Certainly excited that he's coming back, giving them the, uh, the best opportunity to come back and make that Super Bowl push again. And then with Devontae, 
you know, the Devontae Adam things is 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 very difficult not knowing how long Brett wants to play. And I'm just talking about it from Devontae's standpoint. You know, the franchise tag in this instance might make the most sense for a guy like Devontae, although, you know, that, that clock, that bonus cap plus three years, that clock doesn't start running on whatever the next contract looks like. But because we don't really know how long Devontae or how long Aaron's going to play, Devontae is very aware of his legacy. He's very aware of his standing in the National Football League as a, as the top receiver or as, or as a you know, top two or three receiver. And so if, if he's a guy that wants to make the Hall of Fame, that is going to come in the form of playing with Aaron Rodgers for as long as possible. And then the minute Aaron leaves, probably not wasting some of those prime years with a Jordan Love or a younger, a younger quarterback, probably going somewhere where he can really have the 100, 120, you know, catch seasons. So I don't know how that's going to play out in terms of long-term deals because I don't know. We don't know the terms of Aaron's contract yet, but obviously as a Packer fan, thrilled to have both back. Mike, uh, during the week, a number of Packers fans who I spoke to, you know, was delighted with the news that both players essentially are staying. They're also slightly concerned about where that leaves them for other players in terms of Valdez Scantling. It looks like he's going to get paid in free agent and Smith on the defense who was really productive. Is there a concern that, because there's so much money consumed in the Rodgers contract that they're going to lose really key players on both sides of the ball for next season. Well, so there's there's two things there, right? And, and you know, Adam Schefter has has made a career of kind of breaking news. But you think about the Aaron Rodgers legacy, this whole thing over the last year and a half. He's put out some tweets and some information that wasn't necessarily, let's just just say, completely factual. And I know this last one that broke, I don't know if it was him or not, but the, the contract's not out yet. We don't know what that contract yeah. looks like. And I don't know if Aaron's ever actually said, I need to be a $50 million a year guy, right? He might, bring, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be just as surprised if he made 50 million or if he went in for vet minimum or made like a million bucks and just said, I, I want to bring back a team. I want, I want my guys to get paid because he's already ridiculously wealthy. So nothing would surprise me at this point um, as, it, as it pertains to bringing other guys back. Look, I think right now they're $27 million over the cap. They already did a deal with uh, with Kenny. They did a deal with with Aaron Jones. And I know there's one other prominent player that I'm missing his name right now. But they're they're like $27 million over the cap. you got to add about $13 million in for your rookie contracts. The, the cap just went up to like $208 million. So you just start doing like funny math, realizing that your priorities are probably, you know, uh, Devontae, you're going to have to get you, – you would love to be able to bring back uh, uh, Campbell, Right. You'd love to bring back Campbell. You, MVS, uh, Lazard's a restricted free agent. Uh, there's, you know, are you going to bring Preston back? Are you going to bring Z back? You know, what are the, all these questions? I think with with the team now, once you say I have the best player in football, I have the best receiver in football, I think our offensive line is going to get three players back. You kind of start going. We've Aaron's done a pretty good job of making receivers good players, yeah. right? You think about Jordy. You think about Greg. You think about. Um, Donald, the second half of his career. I mean, he's he's made a lot of guys really good players. I'm pretty confident that they can make a second or third receiver out of somebody else if MBS can't show up uh, or can't come to terms. But on the defensive side, I think they have arguably the best front seven in football right now. Now, you could say maybe San Francisco has claim to that title, but they're a, they're a top two or three front seven. And Campbell, Devonder Campbell was a huge part of that. He was all pro for this year for the first time. It was really his breakout year in, in year six or seven. And so you want to make sure that if it's at all possible to get that guy back, which I don't know what it is, you know, you just got to start prioritizing. I don't know if it's going to be as good a team next year, except for the fact that you're going to get those offensive line better. So, or, you know, those guys back. So that might make the difference. But um, 
you know, anytime you have you have Devontae and Aaron, I think you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Mike, is is there anyone and, and look, there's been a lot of names either traded or talked about or free agents and tags over the last few days. Is there anyone in the league that maybe sticks out to you that maybe hasn't been talked about that much this week when in the free agency that, that you're keeping a, a close eye on or anything that as you far are... as, free, as far as potential free agents? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a really good question. So there's a couple of linemen that I really like. Um, I'll be interested to see where Sheriff goes. I think he's a top player. I know he's been injured the last couple of years, but, um, he's probably a top three guard in the, in the national football league. He's, he's got the Kirk Cousins treatment there with the commanders as far as being franchised twice. Now he's going to get paid again. Um, he'll be an asset to anywhere, anywhere that'll, that'll be able to, you know, fetch that price tag. Ryan Jensen's a guy who's a center in, in, uh, he was a center for Baltimore and then he came over as a center for Tampa. I think he's been you know, the top center in the league for the last couple of years. I love the way he plays. He's the kind of guy that changes the demeanor of an entire offense, right? Like you might say that Creed Humphreys had a better year. Or you might say that Frank Ragnow is a better center, but that guy changes the entire demeanor of your offense because he's one of those just gnarly, I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to hit you through the, the echo of the whistle. I'm going to push you late. He's going to change the way you think about running your operation. And that kind of guy is like a force multiplier for me. So I would be really interested to see who's lucky enough to pick him up in free agency if he doesn't go back to Tampa. Mike, I suppose obviously Rodgers is the and Devontae Adams are the big story. But one of the other things the Packers have done since we last spoke to you was make a, a big change at special teams and actually, uh, you know, I, I suppose I'm interested in in a couple of things on this. One, are you surprised that they didn't? do more during the season because it was a bit like watching the 2010 chargers all over again. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, remember them. Um, yes. But also, um, you know, in terms of bringing in um, Rich Versace, what are your thoughts on him and, and what he can do with this franchise? I would start by saying this guys and, and the Green Bay Packers, have, have had the luxury for 30 plus years of having a hall of fame quarterback under center. And that hides a lot of problems. And that hit a lot of problems with Holmgren, with Sherman, with McCarthy, and now with LaFleur, right? And they can all be great coaches. I'm not taking anything away from them. Here's where I had a real problem with, with the whole deal. We know that special teams has been a problem for years. You know, you have a coach that's up for coach of the year this year. You have a 13-4 and four ball club, could easily be a 14-3, uh, best team in the NFC. You have the, the two-time reigning uh, you know, uh, MVP of the football, National Football League. You're supposed to be all these great things, and you have the worst special teams in football. Statistically, you have the worst special teams in football. That, that speaks to me a lot about what kind of culture you're running in your building. Like you have, a, you don't have a design culture. You don't have a methodology in place that demands excellence at every position, right? You have a culture by default. And so, I'm glad they addressed it. But when you look back in 10 years from now and you think about the talent they had. You think about the improvement that they made on defense from year to year and the opportunity to win. They beat the Rams. I mean, they, they, they were better than every – they beat the Bengals. I mean, they, they beat all these teams. And I think when we look back at this season, unless they – you know, if they win two right now, then nobody's going to think about it. But if they don't, this is probably the best team that they, they're, they're going to have, you know, in a, in a five, ten-year span. And they really missed out. And, again – I don't understand how you have all that success and you're not addressing being the worst in the league at something like that really bothers me. 
as a, as a former player, as a guy who wants to compete for championships, and as a Packers fan. Mike, the last time you were on, you said it's a quarterback league, but your quarterback would only go as far as your offensive line would go. But yet we saw a Bengals team that somehow managed to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Nine sacks in the playoff game against the Titans, seven sacks in the Super Bowl. I mean, they've got a lot there and they can work on, a, I suppose, a return to the playoffs, but they would have to address the offensive line, you would think, this offseason. Yeah, great point. And, and you know, I'll say this, guys. Joe Burrow's an absolute unicorn. He's, he's an absolute unicorn. I've, I've never the, – the concept that offensive line just doesn't matter. I mean, we might as well just go play Madden or go play 7-on-7, seven seven, right, because it doesn't even matter with him. He's that talented. Um, I've never – have we ever seen a Super Bowl where you could leave the Super Bowl and go, they should probably fire some of their offensive staff? Like, I mean, the question the, the question had to arise at some point, okay, we just led the league in, in, in sacks given up. And, again, you can always give some to the young quarterback, but – they were objectively awful on the offensive line and he was still able to make all these things happen. And I just looked at it like this because they didn't change the play calling. He didn't change the way he operated. They didn't change their blocking. You know, when you look at that offensive line, the, the way that you can tell if an offensive line is, is well coached in the national football league, let's take like the talent of the players, whether you got first rounders, fifth rounders, whatever, take that off the board. An offensive line is well coached. If they can do two things, can they double team effectively? So can they move the three technique or the five technique to the linebacker and block both? And can they pass off games in pass protection consistently? Not every time, but consistently. The Bengals couldn't do either all year. And so it, it, it is absolutely baffling. And they've invested in their offensive line, in draft picks, in free agents, and they're not getting it done. So it's like you, you got to start peeling back the layers and go, okay, what's the underlying problem here? And I'll leave that to the uh, the smarter people to figure out. Mike, uh, last one for me, man. Just like, look, there's, there's a lot of Packers fans, and we had this on our last chat. You know, there's a lot of Packers fans over here. And I, I'm saying this in every interview at the minute, lads. But, Mike, obviously, Packers coming to London is it's it's a huge deal over yeah. here. Like, it's really become a thing. And uh, are you going to try and fly over for this? Uh, it's gonna, That's yeah, going to be a hard man. ticket to get, Mike. It's going to be a hard ticket to get. Yeah, yeah. If, if if anybody has a a B and B and a a ticket, man, I'll I'll wash some dishes or something. I'm not sure what's gonna take, but I, I'm excited about it. I think you know it's hard for the Green Bay Packers to leave Lambeau, right? Um, I think that's you know just for what it does for the community from a financial standpoint. Even I think it's hard for them to leave Lambeau. So I'm glad they're getting over there. The fans, I know the UK fans are are are, are largely big Packer fans. You know, even when you know the great thing about going to the games in London is like. You can be at like a Bucks Bears game and you'll see like Cowboys jerseys in the stands. And, you know, there's like every they just love the sport and you're just trying to represent whoever, whoever you represent and just go watch some football. But I think you're going to see a lot of Packers fans, uh, Packers jerseys in that stadium. Um, I, I know I've been over there twice as a coach uh, working the sidelines there and it's an incredible experience. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm going to try to make it over. I think every NFL fan on this side of the Atlantic is, is looking forward to, to that one, Mike. And we appreciate you taking the time to, to join us today. And as we you know get ready for St. Patrick's Day, can you let our, our viewers know where they can, can find you? you? You do a couple of podcasts and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, I do uh, the Process to Perform podcast. You can pick it up as a player development podcast for parents, players, and coaches. You can pick that up anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, iTunes. Um, the On My Block podcast I do with uh, Packers all-time leading rusher and good friend, good teammate of mine, Amon Green. 
So um, that's Packers, but that's also we, we kind of dive into a little bit of everything there. Um, a lot of miscell- miscellaneous information coming out. Uh, you can get that anywhere you get your podcast. You can find me on Twitter, MikeWall68, process to perform on Instagram, and then um, athlete development stuff. Just go to process2perform.com. Mike, uh, just just continued success, and, and, and thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.